Welcome to the 710 Postscript Podcast. 710 is a family of young adults committed to following Jesus, serving one another, and kingdom living for the good of our city. My name is Lish. And my name is Jade. We are your co-hosts. Join us for this first season as we laugh and talk about practical ways to live out what we are learning. Oh, and P.S., don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Postscript. I'm Elisheva, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Jade Dillard. Hi, everybody. Jade, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Great. Good. Well, today we have a special guest with us. And one thing that was really important to us to incorporate into our podcast was God stories, specifically of people in our ministry. Um, God's doing some really amazing things in our family, and we definitely want to take time to recognize those stories and be transformed by God's amazing work in others. So today we're going to be talking to Carlton Weber. Hello. <laughs> Carlton, thanks for being with us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Good. Well, we're really excited for this, and we're hoping yeah. it's going to be uh, just a blessing to our community. So, uh, Jade, we're going to have you do the Would You Rather questions this week just to get our brains rolling, and then we'll jump right in. Hex, yeah. Okay, so would you rather be chronically underdressed or chronically overdressed? Oh, overdressed. Easy. Wait, what? Was that? Huh? <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like going to the gym in like a suit? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean... What's the what's the alternative, right? Like showing up to a wedding in gym clothes? Yeah. Mm. Oh no. I no. Really? That. No. I I would totally agree with Carlton on this one. But you could always be comfy. Uh, but I like I to know. look nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Hmm. So we were just talking about meal prepping a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I would much rather have a personal chef. Much rather. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. How much time does it take for you to prep? Oh, gosh. Uh, it probably depends on what I'm making. Um, I mean, and 90% of the time it's like chicken and rice. So I got down to a science <laughs> where it's like probably two hours. Um, okay. It's a pretty typical rather... meal prep meal, I think. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would much rather nap, though. So if I could have somebody do that for me, I'd absolutely have that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. And last one. Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or tattoos that appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday? Oh, that's hard. Um, Probably the skin color change. Um, Yeah, I, I can't really think of like... I mean, yesterday I was at a wedding, and uh, I did not want tattoos of me dancing <laughs> all over me. So they'd be really, really bad tattoos. We love to hear it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can I just also say I would really love the skin-changing colors, because if I had tattoos depicting what I would do, Corey would know everything about my life. I'm really trying to keep that on the down low. So I know the mystery of Alicia McCarter is like... I kind of love it. So we can't have that ruined by tattoos. No. Not a bit. Not about that life. (laughs) Okay. That's great. Well, Carlton, before we jump into the main part of our story, could you just share with us uh, some of your background? Where you're from? How'd you get to redemption? Just kind of who's Carlton in a snapshot? Yeah. um, So who's Carlton? So I'm I'm 28 um, and uh, I'm a financial advisor. I work for a small firm uh, over, uh, over on Queen Creek and Price. 
Um, I've been uh, in the East Valley for about two and a half years now. I've been with Redemption for about two years. Um, And I found Redemption just by Googling. Mm. Um, And so I I, uh, grew up in North Phoenix and Anthem. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, so so about an hour away from here. Um, But uh, originally I'm from uh, Jersey. So I was born there. Um, lived there for about 10 years and, uh, <laughs> and then my dad moved us out here for, for a new job. So, um, but Arizona's home. I'll, I'll never leave if I can help it. Um, I love it here and I love redemption. I love the, the community. I love, you know, uh, Corey. Right. So, I mean, he was like one of the, <laughs> gonna so, love that. so I walked into 710 for the first time and I met Shannon and, you know, obviously you guys know Shannon, you know, super bubbly and all that. Um, and, uh, I was like, where, where can I, where can I get plugged in? You know, where can I, uh, um, where can I just kind of make a footprint here? And, uh, this was like mid hug as you know, Shannon, you know, anybody (laughs) he meets for the first time goes straight for the hug. Um, so, and then he introduced me to Corey and then I I had, I've never even thought about trying a different church. I mean, this has just been like an instant family and instant home for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have, uh, siblings? I do. I have, uh, four siblings. Uh, I have to count because there's a lot of them. Um, so there's, uh, in my house, there's uh, four boys and a girl. Okay. Um, and I'm sure you guys can guess who the favorite is. Um, <laughs> yeah. She, is she the baby? She is the baby. See? Yeah. That's yeah. how it all, I think God does it on purpose. He's like, you need to be special. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I mean, she, she's special in a ton of ways. Um, so uh, my, uh, my parents wanted to take, after four boys, they wanted to take the guesswork out of it. And so they actually adopted Molly. Um, and so her story is incredible. And she's just such a sweet kid. And. Um, you know, we kind of joke, uh, we kind of joke with her. We're like, you know, mom and dad are stuck with us and they picked you, you know, so, um, but, uh, yeah, she's great. So, so four siblings, um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're all pretty much in Arizona at this point, except I've got one brother who's, uh, active duty Navy, um, and he's over in Virginia right now. Okay. And you were also in the military for a time. Yes. Four years, three months, 11 days and six hours. Ah, Coast Guard, right? (laughs) Coast Guard. Yeah. Okay. That's always everybody's last guess. Well, when I found that out, I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Not many people go to the Coast Guard. It's usually like the Army or the um, Air Force. I, I feel like hear I Navy. hear a lot of those, and the Navy too. Yes, that's true. But I was like, wow, everything but the, the Coast, Coast Guard. Guard. This is so this is mysterious. <laughs> and, and we have like no representation. We have like the Guardian, and that's it. <laughs> Did you like it? Um, it was it was a crazy experience. Um, you know what's funny is is this day has a lot of significance for me, um, and we'll we'll kind of get to more of this here in a little bit. But today actually marks ten years from when I went to boot camp. So, yeah, I was 18 doing push-ups in boot camp, September 26, 2011. Wow. What is going on today? This is really great. This this (laughs) gives a lot of meaning for you. Uh, It it really does. Um, And uh, so it was was kind of exactly what I needed. And and God's good at that, right? It's just giving us exactly what we need. So, um, you know, I graduated high school and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, Didn't really have kind of any idea of, of where to go and what to do next. And, you know, even colleges, I'd sort of like, oh, like... I'll apply here, see what happens, you know, those kinds of things. But, um, but those, you know, that, those four years were, um, really impactful and really Mm -hmm. informative. And, and I learned a lot about, you know, who, uh, who I am, um, and who God means to me. Um, cause there, I mean, I, I really had never, uh, I grew up in church. Um, but I, I really, I don't know if I really understood what it meant to, legitimately lean on God mm. until I was totally by myself, right? Because, I mean, Anthem's a bubble, right? Um, 
And uh, so, you know, being kind of set sent out into the world and trying to figure it out on your own at 18, definitely had to lean on God a lot. So um, it's part of who I am today. That's really yeah. awesome. That's that. great. Well, thanks for sharing about yourself. Um, and speaking of today having a lot of meaning, that is the main reason why we are here. Um, so actually a year ago today, you had a very traumatic injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and i hoping that that's going to kind of fuel the rest of our time. So why don't you just take us from the beginning or wherever you want to start and tell us about just kind of what this last year has been like for you? Sure. Um so I'll set the stage here a little bit. Uh, so a year ago, like you mentioned, a year ago today, uh, we went to, um, a couple friends and I went to Lake Pleasant, um, which is about, from from uh, East Valley, it's about an hour north of here. Um, so I'd been there hundreds of times, wakeboarded, you know, grew up skiing, tubing, you know, the whole the whole bit. Um, but today, the, the, this day in particular was a little different. Um, in the sense of, you know, it was choppy, you know, we were just trying to just go out there and enjoy ourselves and, and, and do everything right. Cause this is sort of like not post COVID, right. But the world had sort of opened up again mm. back at this point. So we were just kind of itching to, to get out and do something. Um, so, uh, you know, we're having a good time. I'm, uh, just to kind of name a couple names here. I was with, uh, a friend of mine named, uh, Brian Moore, who I went to high school with. So I've, I've known Brian for about, um, probably 15 years at this point. Um, his fiance at the time, they actually got married yesterday. Um, Megan and then, uh, her sister Allie and a couple other friends. Um, so we are out there tubing, um, wakeboarding. Um, and, uh, I'd wakeboarded a little bit earlier that day and, and fallen a little bit and, uh, you know, nothing out of ordinary, like stuff that stuff that I've, you know, gone through and done hundreds of times. Um, but so then I'm, I'm tubing and, and I don't even really know why, because like, I don't really like tubing. So it was just like kind of <laughs> something to do. Right. It's like, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll jump on and, and go. But, um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm tubing and, and the water is, I'm kind of talking with my hands here, but, but the water is, is really choppy. It's really rough. And so at one point, and, and we're not even going that fast. We're not going, you know, doing anything like overly aggressive. Um, but I get launched off the tube and fall on, on the right side of my head. And, you know, this is kind of, um, uh, the, the way people equate it is, you know, if, if you're, if you're like cliff jumping or something, 50 feet is like hitting concrete. And so that's kind of what I, I didn't hit anything. I didn't hit a log, didn't hit a rock, nothing like that. Um, but what I think it was is just the speed and the angle. Mm. And that's just what, what caused, uh, this injury. So, so I get, I get bucked off and, um, uh, so I grew up a swimmer. So I, like, that's my, that's my habitat. Right. Um, and so I, I come up and I can feel that something's not right. You know, my, my bell's rung and, um, it, it just doesn't feel the way that, you know, I've, I've, you know, hit my head before, so yeah. it doesn't feel the same. So I swim back to the boat and, and that is kind of where I'll, I'll, I'll point out the first Jesus moment was I was able to swim back to the boat. So I swim up to the boat and I get on the boat and, you know, we're, everybody's chatting like, oh, that, that didn't look good. And, and I look at Brian and, uh, I say to him that, that wasn't a good hit. Like I'm, I'm done. That wasn't a good hit. Um, immediately after I get those words out, um, 
my right side of my face droops and I pass out and just totally out cold. Um, and here, here's Jesus moment. Number two is, um, Brian is a firefighter and EMT. So he is, uh, trained to react in crisis. Mm. Um, and he immediately knew this was, this was crisis mode. Um, and then, uh, Megan, is a doctor of physical therapy. So, you know, you, you don't you don't become a PT doctor without having some understanding of, you know, some uh, some medical training and things like that. So, um, and so immediately they act, right? So, um, uh, Brian's, you know, given orders like, hey, call 911, things like that. Um, and so Allie, Megan's sister, is calling 911 and uh, we speed back to the marina. And by the time we get there, the ambulance is waiting for me and um uh so they load me up and they uh you know put me in the back of the ambulance and they then have to helivac me out so which um flying is expensive uh a medevac is super expensive so i don't <laughs> recommend it um especially because i can't remember it um and uh so um, they medevac me out and here, here's kind of another instance of Jesus showing up is as I was getting wheeled into the hospital, the trauma surgeon was walking in where if, um, uh, if that wasn't the case, it would have been another 30 minute wait for him to get there. Mm. Um, so there's just so many crazy instances of just God's timing working out perfectly. Mm. Um, and, uh, so, um, like this part of the story too, is also all secondhand. Like I don't, I, I was out, I don't remember any, any of this. I remember talking to Brian saying, it's not a good hit, like I'm done. And that's it. Um, so, um, during this time, uh, I have another friend, Tanner, who's also a firefighter, also went to high school. So like, you know, we're, we're all three friends. Right. And so he's, he's listening on, uh, the radio, like the, the, the police band, I don't, I don't know what you call it. Um, and so he's hearing kind of my story over the radio and he is actually messaging my brother over Instagram. So to let him know like what's going on. So, um, so my folks, uh, they were aware Brian, uh, Brian talked to them, uh, Tanner, uh, talked to them. And, and so they were kind of getting to the hospital as I was getting there as well. And they, they saw me get, Uh, wheeled past. So, sorry. It's okay. Take your time. Yeah. So, like immediately, <clears throat> immediately they um, uh, they perform a surgery. What's called a craniotomy. So, and, and traditionally what craniotomy is, is they drill holes in your skull to relieve, to alleviate the pressure. So, but in my case, what I had was, um, a severe concussion and then also three brain bleeds. So think of like a stroke. So they had to actually go in and fuse those up. So, um, they had to cauterize the bleeds and, and staunch that. And, uh, so now at this point now, I, I know you guys can see, but for, for those who haven't met me or, or, um, 
uh, or haven't seen a picture or anything, I have like a like an iPhone size piece of my skull that they pulled out and they they put it on ice. Um, they wouldn't let it, let me take it home. They had to uh, you know they had to keep it at the hospital. Um, but I asked. Um, so um, so now I've got a big scar that that goes from uh, the front of my right ear all the way above my kind of where the hairline is above my right eye um and uh it's 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 kind of cool honestly like you know <laughs> this, this big crazy scar it looks like i got in, like a motorcycle like fight or like you know like a biker gang or something like that um but uh so so they they pulled this piece of my skull off and um for uh i didn't have it for i didn't have that on for a month so so for for so september 26th to halloween I had no, I had only like 75% of my skull. Mm. So, um, I wake up, uh, I, I wake up about a day later after this. Um, and, uh, I have the ventilator in, uh, my dad's there. And so, so I can't talk cause I have this like huge, you know, apparatus, Darth Vader looking thing, um, stuck down my throat. And, um, so, but I can, I have like a little notepad next to me. So I'm, I'm writing out a message to my dad and it's the, the message that I wrote out was, why am I here? And which being removed from that now has a little bit more of a profoundness to it. You know, I'm just thinking like, why the heck am I in the hospital? Like, where's my pants? Right? Like <laughs> all this stuff, which I'm, I'm uh, pretty sour about that. Cause I had these, like these board shorts with, like pink and rubber duckies on them and and for some reason even though i have a brain injury they need to cut off my board shorts so, um, so I, I build the hospital for that um which they haven't paid up on um so um you know obviously i'm thinking why, why am i in the hospital and but what i have kind of dwelled on and, and talked with my dad about a lot is you know what's why am i here mm. you know why did jesus save me and I can think of, you know, I can think of little instances of why, um, uh, you know, I'm not really looking for like a big profound, like, like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm here to do X, Y, and Z, change the world in, in some sort of way. I'm just kind of looking for those little things. Um, and there's a friend of mine that I have, this, this is one instance of where I was convinced, like, this is why I'm here. Um, there's one friend that I have who, another friend from high school, uh, who, has sort of um, kind of stepped away, I think, from from Jesus. And, you know, since the accident, we've been able to have a lot of conversations. And um, uh, every time I walk away from from talking with him or, or texting him or, or calling him or something like that, I feel like this this is why, right? This is, you know, it's not, it's not you know, I don't have to walk on water. I don't have to feed, you know, 5,000 people. It's just this these little hmm. conversations here and there. So... Um, but yeah, so, so why am I here? Right. That, that's kind of been the question of my, my life this past year. Um, and, uh, but kind of, kind of going back to, um, kind of going back to the story here, um, the hospital, being in the hospital, I don't know if you guys have ever spent any time in the hospital, but it sucks. Like, you know, the, I was in the ICU for about 10 days. Um, so the intensive care unit, um, which was probably, I mean, the the best experience you can have in a hospital. I mean, everybody was so attentive, um, so caring. You know, the, the nurses were just phenomenal people. Um, and, uh, um, but, like, I, I couldn't move. You know, I couldn't stand up by myself. I couldn't, you know, I, I 
like I had to watch the same James Bond movie on the TV like four times because you know I didn't have you know my phone or anything like that, <laughs> right? So, um, and um, but it, it was really challenging, and and not only that is you know I have a splitting headache the entire time, right? And uh, so just kind of as a hobby of mine, I, I've been really into like physical fitness and, and powerlifting specifically, and so. To go from to go from, you know, uh, kind of powerlifting shape um, to not being able to stand up by myself was really really hard. Um, but uh, um, but the the best thing about that time was uh, just the immense support and prayer that uh, kind of came out of this. So so I get my phone. So, you know, the, the accident happened on a, it was on a Saturday. And so I get my phone on Monday and uh, I turn it on and, and there's, you know, no joke, like 150 texts. Um, and um, uh, just praying for you. How are you? You know, blah, blah, blah. All, all these, all these things, all these, all these messages of, of just, um, you know, friends and, and family looking out. Um, and so, um so I lose my train of thought a lot now, uh, you know, so, so bear with me on that. Right. You're totally fine. It's um, great. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> um, so, uh, but what was awesome was just, so, so keep in mind, this was like, this was still kind of during COVID, right? We were sort of coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're, we're back in it now, but, um, so I could only have one person come visit me in the hospital. Mm. Um, and so, and, and that was my dad, just kind of by default, it was my dad. Um, w- you know, we tried to get my mom in, we tried to get siblings in. Um, and actually my, my brother who's in the Navy, Luke, um, as soon as he heard, he flew back. Um, and, but, uh, the nurses were able to kind of finagle the rules a little bit to where Luke could come and visit me. So, so there's another instance of, of Jesus acting, right? Um, so, because I, I see him maybe, you know, twice a year or something like that. Um, so, um, but the ability to FaceTime people and just be on the phone was just a huge way of, of um, uh, you know, God kind of helping me get through that, right? Um, because, you know, I also, you know, the, the, the visitation time was like two hours a day. So from like two to four, that was like the only time I could be with my parents or, or something like that. Um, the nurses came in a lot. I mean, they had like doctors that would come in and do like little PT stuff and, you know, you know, touch your fingers to your forehead and all that stuff. And, um, I, you know, since I don't have the piece of my skull on either, like literally I look like mega mind, right? I mean, my, my skull is just, or my brain is just so swollen that it's like protruding out of the side of my head. So, you know, they, they have tests going all the time. I mean, you have to take meds all the time. So, you know, not only, uh, not only are we so restricted that, you know, I can only be with nurses or my family for a couple hours a day, but now like now I can't, I can't even sleep, right. Cause of all the monitoring and all, all that stuff. So, so that was really challenging. Um, and I, I spent about two weeks there. Um, and, uh, well, a little less than two weeks. Um, and then, uh, I go to a rehab facility after that in Scottsdale. So, um, and they gave me this really like cool, like 
it's actually horrible. This this like little helmet, right? Um, it looks like one of these, you know, 1940 like football helmets, right? It's uh, super attractive. Um, that's why my would you rather be uh, overdressed, right? Um, so um, so I, I then go to the rehab, and and again, it's like it's just hard. You know, it's it's um, I still need help walking around. You know, they're they're telling me to do air squats, which mentally I know, you know, I can squat a lot more than just my body weight. But to just like go down and be totally shaking and just unable to control that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, during this whole time, um, during this whole time, I had a sticky note um, with uh, James 1, uh, 2 through 4. Uh, which is, you know, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you so that it may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Um, so I had that plastered all over the place. And I still do. It's on my desk at work and all over the place. Um, but uh but that that's kind of what I just tried to repeat to myself uh, when I was in rehab. Um, and uh, so uh, I was in rehab until October 8th, uh, which is my mom's birthday. Mm. Um, and they let me out that day purely because I was a pain in the butt. I was like, <laughs> I was like, every time the nurse would come in, when can I go home? When can I go home? Right. Because it's like I was just in this tiny room by myself for, you know, a majority of the day. Um, and uh you know, I probably watched New Girl all the way through like four times. Um, but, uh, you know, so then there's that. And then, you know, you get x-rayed every day or so. And then CT scans every couple of days. So it's just, it's, it's you know, it's it's all there to make sure you're okay. But at the same time, all you want to do is just sit and do nothing. And, and all I wanted to do was just be around my family. So, um, so they let me go home. And... Um, so I'm home for mom's birthday and, and we're able to, um, uh, just all be together for, for the first time since. So I hadn't, hadn't seen my siblings in person since. Um, and so, so this was just, this was just incredible. And this was all up in Anthem. So the hospital that I went to originally was, uh, about 15 minutes from Anthem. So it was super easy for my dad to get back and forth. Um, excuse me. And, um, <clears throat> Um, so, you know, just, just to be kind of all within a a close proximity was, was just another example of God just working through that. Um, so, um, uh, so life's, life slows down at that point. You know, I'm at home, I'm, I'm recovering. Um, you know, I, I, I'm so fortunate to work for a firm, uh, a Christian firm, um, and you know, the first communication I had with them was, um, take your time, recover, do what you can. Um, and so kind of a majority of my day to day is I'm, I'm meeting and sitting with clients. Mm. Um, so, you know, through, um, through kind of the support of the other advisors there, um, Austin McDonough, he, he actually goes here too. He, I mean, he was just an immense blessing. Um, and, um, just really jumped in, really helped, um, and, and did everything that he could. Um, and so, but I, I was able to, you know, kind of send emails back and forth and, and do a little bit of the behind the scenes work. Um, but that was just such a, a relief to knowing that, you know, I didn't have to worry about work. 
right? Um, so like I said, you know, life's, life's kind of slowing down at this point. Um, but that's where, you know, when life slows down in this situation, that's when Bill starts showing up. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, Brian, um, Brian had insurance and all that stuff. And, but, you know, I, I really had no interest in, um, pursuing, pursuing like any kind of legal action against me. There's, there's that thought didn't even cross my mind. Um, you know, Brian, Brian is a friend. Um, I, I view Brian as he's, I wouldn't be here without Brian. Um, so there's no way where I was going to go. Um, okay, pal, here comes a lawsuit or, you know, I'm going to chase you down for, for these medical bills and everything like that. Um, and the best thing was, is I, I didn't have to, um, a friend of mine, uh, her name's Afton, um, her and her husband, Nick, um, they kind of unbeknownst to me set up a GoFundMe for me. And, um, through that and the generosity of, of others, um, and, uh, um, just, uh, just people coming out of the woodwork. Like, I mean, I saw kind of the list of names of people who donated to it. And I'm like, I haven't talked to you in like 15 years. Like what, like, you know, you're my dad's weird cousin that, you know, we see once a decade, right? Like, so, mm -hmm. you know, just like people coming out of the woodwork and just the, the generosity and grace, um, I think I paid maybe $200 out of my own pocket. Wow. So, um, again, God showed up, God provided, right? Um, so, um, uh, so, you know, all, all these things are just falling into place. You know, Brian being an EMT. The doctor walking in as I'm getting there. Um, Bill's not having to worry about. Having my parents close by that I could go recover at, right? Mm. So so I, I end up spending um, uh, I end up spending about two months there. Um, but kind of on the, the month mark is when I have surgery number two. Um, so that's where they're putting my skull back together. Um, and uh, this, this surgery was significantly worse emotionally than the first one um, because now I'm awake. I know what's coming. I have like a countdown, like a mental countdown, like, um, like oh, yeah, okay, so the surgery is scheduled for Halloween, right? I've got 10 days, 9 days, 8 days, right? So um, so I wake up at about 4 a.m. My dad and I drive to the hospital. I'm just sitting there and just um, it's stressful, right? I mean, it'd be one thing if they're like, oh yeah, you know, go ahead and pull my appendix out. Right. But, but no, like putting a piece of my skull back together. And so I'm sitting there and, and I'm nervous and, um, uh, my dad and I just, just prayed together. Um, and you know, just another instance of peace. Um, and, uh, uh, my, my dad is my rock, um, easily. And so just having him there, having his, his faith the way that it is, to just kind of bolster me in that time was incredible. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of woke up after that surgery not realizing there was nothing I had to worry about, right? Um, because I'm, I'm sitting on the table, they're prepping me, and uh, I, had one requ I had one request for that surgery. So I, I don't know if you guys have had surgery before, but, you know, they have to, like, specifically on my head, they would like, shave my hair off, right? And so... I was like looking at this nurse going, dude, like if you, if you're going to do one thing for me, shave my whole head. Right. Cause the first surgery, right. I woke up and I like hair here, no hair here. Right. It was great. <laughs> um, 
Needless to say, he didn't do it. <laughs> so, you know, wake up again with, you know, half, half my hair. Um, but uh, um, it was it was something I didn't even worry about. I mean, because I'm sitting there on the table and they're like, all right, start counting, counting down. I think, you know, from 10 to zero. I think I get to nine and like I'm out, right? So <laughs> so then I wake up, you know, it was like 90 minutes later in, in recovery. Spent two days in the hospital after that and, and was totally good. Um, so... Um, uh, a, a month after that surgery, I was, uh, back at home, uh, back to work, um, and, uh, just kind of reintegrating back into life. Um, and so, so today, um, a year later, um, I'm walking around with a huge scar, um, with, with a dent in the side of my head. Um, but, uh, I'm here and, um, you know, I'm so thankful for for Brian, uh, for my family, the just the power of prayer, um, and uh, you know, I, I don't. My story doesn't end at the end of this 45 minutes, um, but uh, I'm just so excited to see mm. how God is going to use it. So, yeah. I don't that's, even know what to say. I know. That's <laughs> incredible. Just like the way God works is so incredible, even in the hardest, most difficult moments. And just hearing you talk and like, even as you're talking, I'm like, man, I would really love to meet your family. Like they just mm. sound so solid. And mm. I just think about like, I'm not a parent. Um, so I don't, yeah, I can't even imagine like the weight of that, of like hearing this thing has happened to your child from somebody, you know, just all of that stuff. Um, but just hearing you like talk about your dad and, you know, the relationship that it sounds like you guys have him kind of just being there for you. And in all of these moments is just, it's just really so, it's really cool. It is really, really cool. Um, I'm like, gosh, I, can I be invited to family dinner or something? (laughs) They'd love to have you. (laughs) Okay, great. Just let me know anytime. (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, and actually it's really great. Jade and I, like we had this moment when you started reading James because it was one of the questions and I didn't even send it to Carlton because I wanted to ask it in the moment. And then literally you start talking and you're like, James one, two through four. And I'm like, like, what, (laughs) (laughs) what is happening right now? Um, but I did want to ask this, and I you did already talk about that verse, but it's always really interesting to me, like everybody personally, when they have difficult things going on in their life, like what God leads them to, whether through his word, other people's stories. Um, and again, you talked about James. Would you say that there was any other maybe Bible stories or Bible characters or any other verses that you really held on to in that time? So... Uh, the story where this is kind of funny because it's, it's almost a literal translation, right? But you know, where Jesus is walking on water and Peter goes to walk out towards him and slips under the surface and, and Jesus grabs him. That's me. Hmm. So that, and then, um, uh, you know, I think about, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Being in that furnace, right? And, and so, like that that day, you know, the, those those times in the hospital, that's my furnace, right? And um, God protected me through all that, right? And so, so those are the two big things I'd say that I think about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as it relates to kind of to Bible stories and things like that. And I don't know why er, uh, you guys may do this too, but I always think about it in like Veggie Tales, right? Like, um, oh yeah. So like, as soon as we're talking about like fiery furnace and things like that, I'm like, oh, which vegetables in the, you know? In the so um, yeah, I, I would say that those are the two biggest things. And then um, uh, Psalm 23 uh, four, um, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear mm. no evil. Because your rod and your staff, they come for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's really special. I know. Even like I was thinking about your story when you were talking and you were saying like you were nervous about the second surgery. But literally when you said that in my heart, and my mind, I thought, why would God save you and then let you like go under again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. I was like. Go ahead, Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I loved it. This was so good. I like chills. I know. <laughs> it's really great. Um, if you're willing to share, would you say like just, just in this year and kind of as you look forward, like what are some things that maybe you're still struggling with? Um, I, I'm sure there's probably a lot of like physical things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a little... So I, I have headaches probably... Um, it, it used to be daily, um, and they were like migraine-level headaches, um, and now it's like just kind of regular run-of-the-mill headaches, but every every day, every other day, something mm. like that. So there's that. Um, and uh, I'm a little sensitive to, you know, if I bump my head now. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was at work, and we have these like little soundproof um, like phone booth things, so that we could, you know, do a meeting in there or something like that. And and I wasn't really paying attention. And I, I clocked my eyebrow on, on the side of one of these things. Totally stupid, right? I mean, I guess my spatial awareness is all jacked up now, too. Um, but uh, so that was scary, right? Because I'm like, okay, I hit my head. It was kind of a hard hit. What's going to happen? And so that that I was actually walking into a meeting at that point and I was like okay keep it like all like all I was saying to myself was like okay keep it together keep it together keep it together you know um so that um and uh um yeah I'd say those are kind of the, the two biggest things is is just I'm just hyper aware of health of health stuff now so. yeah would you say anything outside of even the physical like Again, you can share as much as you're comfortable to, but just like emotionally, spiritually, like I just am thinking about, gosh, you talk about like all the, the ways that you can see how God was like just in everything, you know, from like your friends being there who have training in crisis, just all, like all the like different things. Um, but just thinking like as human beings, like how we wrestle with the Lord through even like those good things of like, okay, Lord, what are you doing? Why did mm-hmm. that, like all that kind of stuff. So anything else like outside of the physical that you would say, like either just mentally, emotionally, spiritually that you're still processing or God's working on you in? Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably a little bit of, uh, you know, there's some anxieties that come with it, right. You know, with kind of wrestling with, with just kind of having a, a brush with death. Right. I mean, you know, I was, I was active duty and, but there was never any situation where I was like, oh, like, you know, I, I'm not going to make it out of this. Um, so, you know, having a situation like that is, is, is tough to wrestle with. Um, I have no fear of, of, uh, of death. 
none. Um, but uh, there, there were a couple times uh, when I was recovering where my left arm went numb. And so, you know, and, and this is such a, a worldly thing, right? But just, you know, thinking, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm this, I'm this power lifter. Like, this is my thing. This is my part of my hobby. Like, you know, am I, what happens if I lose the use of my arm? Right. Um, and, and still, even now, like sometimes my, my palm will go numb. And, you know, so that's, uh, that's kind of scary. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's not always, um, you know, I'm sure anybody would say this, right. But it's, it's, it's not always easy to go, okay, yeah, I'm experiencing this. Um, God, you've got it. Right. I mean, cause we're human, right. So my mm-hmm. first thought is like, how can I control, like, what do I do? Like, how do I fix this? Mm. Right. It's that's, that's always the first thought is how do I fix this? Um, and, uh, I think the annoying part is like, you know, I have, I have this crazy example of where I didn't need to fix it, right. Where, where, where God intervened and he fixed it, but I still want to fix it, mm. you know? So mm. I think that's, that's probably one of the harder things. Um, and, uh, just something I wish I was better at, you know? Yeah. 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 Thanks for being honest. Sure. Um, kind of as we just like wrap up and, you know, now that we've heard your story, um, would what would you say, like words of wisdom, I don't know, maybe you could call it advice, but what would you share <laughs> with someone uh, who's going through a physical or emotional battle right now? Prayer works and lean into your circle, hmm. right? Meaning, um, uh, talk to your family, uh, really get into your community, um, and share, like share what you're going through. Um, you know, that's, that's hard for me to kind of be, uh, vulnerable in some situations. Um, and so, uh, just having somebody that I could talk to and somebody that I could express and feel comfortable expressing what I was feeling, what I was going through too. Um, that's a huge, um, that's a huge thing. Um, and, and a huge, um, uh, uh, or I guess that was just one of the biggest things for me that helped me get through it. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, and sometimes you just need to break down and cry. Right. And, And there's a lot of those days. Um, and, uh, but that, and then, you know, and just for kind of a little practical thing, uh, I use that, um, that Jesus calling devotional. Mm. You guys ever use that? Mm-mm. I've never used it, but I have heard of it. Oh yeah. You guys should totally check it out because I feel like, I feel like every time I open it, it's written for me. Right. Mm. Um, and so, um, uh, that's something that, that I leaned into a lot as well was just those simple little like paragraph or two devotions. So, so I guess to kind of wrap up a long answer, right? Like lean into your family, lean into your community and open your Bible. Hmm. And that sounds really cookie cutter, especially, you know, but it's, it's legitimate. And I, I mean, that, that's, those things are there for a reason. And I, I wouldn't, I probably would not be here and would not be feeling the way that I'm feeling with without those things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love it. Prayer works. Like the first thing you said, just those two words, you know, and it does sound cookie cutter like, oh, that's the Christian thing to say, but it, it really is true. It's great when you actually mean it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and so my, my mom, for example, like I've never, uh, known somebody who was better at praying than my mom. And, um, 
just in the sense of she's got this like constant like open it, it seems like it's just this open line of communication mm. with god at all times and you know that's something that uh something that i wish that i had um or or not wish that i had but something that i wish i was just better at um but her too i mean just the immense oh she's super great at like getting people to rally to pray too so like you know i'm i'm uh getting emails and texts and stuff from people who i've never even heard from or of before saying hey your mom told me to pray for you and so you know just that as well i mean it just was incredible so man the webbers they just get better and better and better all us seven ten is invited to the weber house for dinner we're gonna meet his family <laughs> gosh well carlton one last question yeah are you back to powerlifting i am wow yeah (laughs) Uh, i am i actually uh hit a personal record um friday before the retreat um and uh since since so post-accident right um so i i kind of think about it as you know uh i i think about a lot of things now like pre and post um and so yeah post-accident hit a new new record uh, a couple Fridays ago, so I'm pretty stoked about that. That's hey, awesome. How do you? <laughs> That's great. Well, Carlton, it's it's been an honor. I'm just so grateful that you <laughs> like wanted to come and do this and yeah. tell us your story. And gosh, like there's nothing special about this podcast or about me or about Jade. Not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm just really honored that you wanted to come and tell your story. And um, I I really think that God will use this to just bless other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And even like you were saying, if there's people who are really struggling with something and just feeling like they can't be vulnerable or they can't share. Hopefully that that just kind of lets them know, like you, you know, lean on the people around you. That's, Mm. that's really important. So thank you so much. No, thank you guys for, for having me here. And, um, you know, truth be told, this was hard to prepare for, you know, um, I don't think, uh, I was telling you guys before we, we started rolling here. I don't think I have ever really told the story start to finish. Um, and, uh, at least to like one person because everybody in my life has some sort of little snippet into it. But, um, so this was one of the first times where I, I literally went, uh, uh, hit to recovery to here. And, uh, so, um, it was really challenging, but I really appreciate you guys uh, listening and, and, uh, just having me here. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, this was great. 710. We hope you enjoy this special interview and, um, we will just, Catch you guys on the flip side. You can find us at 710. Hopefully you can find Carlton. He's very tall, so he stands out. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got a scar on his head. So just look for that marker. Perfect. (laughs) This was great. Well, we will see you guys for another episode of Postscript. Bye, you guys.